When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for a judgment-free zone? Are you looking for a host that's an open book? Do you want to discuss the things that we all face in real life with a heavy dash of motivation? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Let Me Touch You podcast. Let's get started. Here's your host. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let Me Touch You Podcast. I missed you guys. Sorry I've been gone for a while, but you know, I had to work on some things. I'm still in the process of working on those things, but I had to drop a little something for you guys this weekend with my special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? It's the captain of the Cool Kids, host of the Grown Man Logic Podcast. Also now newly of the B4 Sports Podcast, the Dewan J. What's happening? Before we get started, I just got to say that you still got one of the best intros in the podcast game. It gives real poetic and chill vibes. I always appreciate it every time I hear it. So. Oh, thank you. And before we get started, um, tell me a little bit about the new podcast. It's my first time hearing it. Um, so B4 Sports is uh, myself and Eric from the Grown Man Logic Podcast and uh, Doo-Wop from the Force of Any Podcast. Um, every time we seem to be in the same lives, it always transitions to sports. And uh, he always wanted to do like a sports podcast. I love sports um, to the point that uh, I may or may not have a gambling addiction. I got to I got to work that out. <laughs> um, but but um so it, it just made sense that we all came together and we just we just do sports. Uh, we release it every Saturday um, prior to like the major sporting events and everything. So we're like uh, uh, four episodes in now, and um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, hopefully it, it has it catches on and we, we can move. Oh, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. And the uh, addiction, I think everyone is kind of there right now. I was there. I had to stop myself. <laughs> You know, once I used the $300 that they gave me, I started adding more money to my account. And I was like, yeah, no, Barbie, you got to stop the betting well, that's addiction. That's the thing. I keep, I keep winning. So I'm playing with, like, house money. You know what I'm saying? But you know, every time, like, I look at the slate of games and I'm just like, all right, this, this is And then, like, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go down by, like, 100 or 200 and then I'll win, like, two grand. And then I'll go back down. And But, like, I'm still playing with house money. So. Oh, so you're good. I, mean, I lost all the mm. house money. I didn't win that once. And I put some of my money. I was like, yeah, this isn't for you. Just leave this to the men and just leave it alone. So I left it alone. Okay, so today, as you guys see, I have Dewan. It's going to be a very interesting episode because, number one, it is 12 p.m. and I'm drinking Amaretto Sour. Yikes. Um, but we'll get to that real soon. Let's connect. Now it's time to connect. Let's connect. So today's clip is from one of our fellow podcasters. Here it goes. Hi, Barb. This is Drea, the host of Drea's Point of View. And I've got a question for you. What is your deepest fear and why? It's crazy that that is the clip for today because it goes with why I am drinking Amaretto Sour at 12 o'clock, right? So this is one of my biggest fears. Um, I have a phobia of bugs, especially water bugs. So I had an appointment um, this morning to do my nails and my toes. I'm sitting down getting my toes done. All of a sudden, from the side, I see a water bug running across and I'm telling my tech, I was like, there's a water bug. She's like, oh, it's okay, Barbie, it's okay. It left. 
like, all right, you sound like my mother when I was younger telling me a left. In, in other words, shut up and relax. So I see it going up the wall. I was like, yeah, when I'm done with my toes, I'm not doing my eyebrows. I'm leaving. It's going up the wall. She's like, it's okay, Barbie. All of a sudden, it comes down and it starts running towards my seat. Listen, my feet were soaking. And you know how they put like that cream on your feet before they scrub your feet? That's slippery. Yeah. I got up. All right. I used my upper body strength that I never knew I had because I don't work out in any way. (laughs) And I jumped out of that seat barefoot and started running towards the door. And my sister was there getting her nails done. She's like, Barbie, what's the problem? I was like, there's a water bug. A lady was like, oh, my God, she's turning white. She's pale. I got pale. I started shaking. I started crying. My sister's like, you bleeding. I was I cut myself. I don't know how my finger. I have two bandies on my finger. I was bleeding. I have blood on my jeans. It was fucking crazy. So they grab it with a broom and they sweep it outside. I go sit down to finish my feet. All of a sudden, everybody started screaming. The fucking bitch ran back inside. I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm leaving. Until finally somebody killed it. I don't know if it was a pet for them. They did not want to kill it. They kept sweeping it outside. I was like, no, yeah, I need to kill it. But yeah, I have this huge phobia of bugs. That's why I'm drinking Amorosa at this time. But besides that, I just wanted to share that because it was fucking crazy. I'm going to have a nerve-wracking Friday because my nerves are all over the place. I'm afraid of dying and leaving my children alone I feel that you know the day that I pass of course you know I have my sister and my mom but my mom is older my sister has her kids even though she loves my kids like their own I just feel like um it won't be the same without me so my fear is of dying and leaving my children do you think that you you've not done like a good enough job as a parent to prepare them Honestly, with my oldest. And I ask that that because um, a lot of times when, like, it's not necessarily a fear of death itself. Um, It's more of the fear of the unknown, right? And then that's a testament to you and your love for your children, um, you know, to to, to them. Because it's it's more like who's going to look after them? Who's going to make sure that they're okay? Who's going to, like, do this kind of stuff, right? And and it's it's crazy, and you just like people. Are, I don't think people are afraid of dying because we all know that it's part of life, and at some point we're gonna have to go. Mm-hmm. But then that's where your faith and your belief system, and you know, what I'm saying the universe and all that kind of stuff, kind of kicks in. Like, hey, look, I've I've set them up financially, I've set them up uh, emotionally, mentally, and physically to the best of my ability, and you just kind of kind of trust that you've done what you've done, and if they're still around at the end. Um, then you you've done that and they're okay and you know what I'm saying it's, it's one of those things where like um, children sometimes don't cut the umbilical cord but parents are worse than children at cutting the umbilical yes. cord. Honestly, um, have I done a good job? I think I have, but my main concern I think it will be my oldest son. I've babied him most of his life, and still to this day he's 17. He's going to be 18 next month, and he's very dependent on me. And my thing is, the day something happens to me, I think he's going to be the one to hurt the most. The other three are, you know, a little more independent. And I think a lot of parents with their first child, they feel that way. They feel that they babied them and they did more than they should have. And all we did is damage that child instead of helping them the way we thought we were helping them, you know, going above and beyond and doing this and that. So mainly with him, because... There's sometimes I come home and be like, Mom, I'm hungry. You didn't eat? No, I was waiting for you. If I cook, if I don't serve him, he won't eat. You understand? So he's he's hmm. very, like, dependent on me. Well, I mean, the, 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 the good thing about that, the great thing about that is that, you, like, you recognize that as a potential uh, problem, like, for later. Mm-hmm. Right? So now, what's the corrective action, you know? And it's like, it's sad to think about our, our own mortality. It's dark. It's, um, it's, not, it's not normal. But it is normal at the same time. It's not normal to actually, like, put it outward, right? You know, but at the same time, when we were growing up, how many times did you hear a parent or a grandparent say, y'all's not always going to be around. You need to learn how to do this kind of stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. And they kind of started to put the, the steps in place to to make us uh, ready, not necessarily for their departure because nobody wants that. Or, you know, we always swear that our parents and our grandparents are going to live forever. But in order to be like, hey, 
my, my parents made sure that I knew how to cook, right? Uh, they, they made sure that I knew how to like do laundry, fold clothes, take care of myself, be a responsible adult. And it wasn't necessarily because, well, partly probably because I got on their goddamn nerves, but, <laughs> but, but also because they, you know, they knew that they know at some point, um, it, it's just going to be me and I'm going to have to go out and I'm going to have to start a family and I'm going to be expected to, to lead this family. Um, regardless of what roles are decided inside of the household and things of that nature, right? Like I need to have the ability and the capability to do all of these things in the event that I have to do them by myself. Yeah. Like he's planning on going away for college. And I told him, I was like, who's going to cook for you? Who's going to make your French fries? Who's going to do your laundry? He knows how to do laundry, but he prefers not to. When it comes to cooking, he rather order Uber Eats than actually making himself something to eat. Now my thirteen. So you better put him in a in a in a STEM program. You know what I'm saying? Something that makes a lot of money so he can afford those Uber Eats. Yes, <laughs> he's Mr. Uber Eats. Now my thirteen year old, like I would say, you always learn from. Where each child is different, and you kind of learn when you have more than one child. If you see that you did something with one and it didn't work next time around, you try not to do that. You try to switch it up. So with each of them, you know, they were each. It was a different experience. My thirteen year old, very independent. He knows how to cook. He does his own laundry. Anything and everything that needs to be done, he'll do it. Now, if it's a day that he comes home because he plays basketball and if it's he's extremely tired, he'll be like, Ma, you know, can you help me? Could you help me do my, could you put in my laundry and then I'll finish it? Or could you make me something to eat? Simple things like that. You know, even the twins. This might sound crazy to some, but I don't give, uh, I don't care. Um, the twins, I have a toaster oven. Certain things I allow them to put in the toaster oven and do themselves because you guys have to learn. And again, I'm a single mother of four. Sometimes I'm busy doing something for one. If you're hungry and it's something simple that you can put in, just put it in. Once it's done, I could take it out for you to make sure you don't get burned and things like that. You know, I try to show them to be independent because I know I didn't do it with my first. And he is the way he is because of me. I was the same way. My mom, my parents did everything for me. Once I had him, I had him at 19. And I remember the, his first doctor's appointment. My mom was like, you're going to go by yourself. I was like, what you mean I'm going to go by myself? She said, you, did, you decided to have a baby. Now that's your child. I did everything for you. Now you have to do everything for that baby. And I was so scared to go to that doctor's appointment alone with my son. It was the worst feeling. I was so mad at her. But she had to cut the umbilical cord. She waited too long to cut it. And when she did it, it was it was hard for me to cope with. Well, no, I mean that that in life, man, like these these things are they're difficult. They're not they're not easy things, right? Especially when you know our emotions or our sentiments are involved. It's not it's not and it's not an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but your mom actually that was probably the best thing that you know she could have done, honestly, because at that point, subconsciously, you were like, okay, okay, baby, it's me and you. You probably rubbed your baby off. Mm-hmm. Okay, baby, it's me and you. And, and and that was it, right? And from that moment on, right, that, that forced you um, to finish growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To be like, hey, you know what? I need to make sure this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. And you kind of, in the back of your mind, knew that your mom was always there, but you couldn't always count on her to be there because she had the ability to say no. Yes. And and, and once that happens, you, you're and you're back, it kind of puts your back against the wall in that particular situation where you were just like, hey, you know what? All right, baby, it's me and you. I got you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Start now. And and now look at you. You're like, you know, you're, I would say that you're a successful mother of four. Like, no, you're, no, your kids Thank are you. not. You're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Your, your house has a burnt down. Um, you got, you know, star athletes in the making. And then. Thank you. And now you, you gotta, you, you're about to have a college student. That's, pat yourself on the back for that, man. That, Thank you. Yeah, I don't credit victory. myself enough. Yeah. I'm gonna have a college yeah, student. Yeah. My 13-year-old is going to high school. Oh, Lord. This, this is gonna be a really crazy emotional year for me. Okay, so now, <laughs> you. What is your worst fear and why? Um, my worst fear is being a major failure. Okay. Um, it, like, and it recently switched, right? Like, I used to have a fear of, of um, have a fear of not being respected, right? Like, and that was that, that was a petty fear in comparison. But when, like, once once Dominic came into the world, right, and you know, I put the book out and everything like that, right? So now my fear is me not living up to the image that I put out for myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying? I like, okay, I've, I've 
I've had a successful military career. Like, I'm, you know, my money's good now. Um, and now it's, it's more so of, it's more so of, am I the person that I describe myself to be in this book? And am I living and walking? Because now that I've kind of set myself up, so that not, not just him, but the world, it's kind of like, all right, I need to, I need to walk it. I can't afford to slip up. I can't afford to slip anymore. Otherwise, then everything that I've worked to build, like all these years, everything that I've, I've built for him is, is built upon a shaky foundation. And I can't, I can't allow that to happen. So that, that weighs on me constantly. Like, am I a good husband? Am I a good father? Am I a good whatever? Um, and all these people that, that count on me to, to be great. Am I great? You know, so that, that's my fear is a fear of a major failure. Now I'm not talking about like, um, you know, I was, I was a couple of days later on paying the bill and I should have been, or, uh, I'm not talking about like little, fe- little failures like that. Yeah. I'm talking about like, you know, I don't want to fumble the bag of life. I, I completely get it. Cause there's a lot of times that people, you know, portray themselves to be a certain thing. Let's use social media. People portray themselves to be extremely successful, like they got their shit together on social media, but behind the scenes, they're the complete opposite. But doing that on social media makes them feel a little better about themselves because deep down inside, they know know that they're not exactly meeting the goals that they've set out themselves. They've set for themselves. So I I get what you're saying. And a lot of people go through that. But this is why I say people need to set realistic goals. And something that I've started doing is, you know, giving myself, giving myself like smaller goals. Usually, um, I'd be crazy with my goals. I'd be like, all right, I want to do this. And I give myself a certain time frame. I'm not going to put an extreme time frame on it. You know, not knowing exactly what can happen in life. There's hiccups things happen for example with me with podcasting you know my goal was to set out episodes every week I've been going through so much that I haven't been able to do that and that was killing me because you know I exactly what you said and on social media is like you know Barbie has a shit together Barbie this Barbie that she's organized with this organized with that and I was like Ignoring all the shit that was going on in the background and kind of focusing only on making sure that I was organized with podcasting and not organized with everything else. So I was basically lying to myself about it. No, I mean, no that's, a, that's a bar. I, I, I usually, uh, when I set up like a goal, I do what's called a value stream analysis, right? And I learned this from um, like the, the courses that I had to take like from life coaching, right? And it's what's wasted and what's adding value because if it doesn't add value, it's waste. So once you come up with your goal, right, what every single step it's going to take to get there, right? And I talked this to my, to my daughter and I was like, hey, wh- I need you to write me the steps to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And she was like, okay, uh, you know, two pieces of bread, peanut butter, jelly, spread the peanut butter, spread the jelly. And I was like, no, 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 no. How long is it going to take you to open the packet of bread? You got to tw- untwist the tie. Don't tie it back. You got to tie the bread back. Get the plate. Open the jelly. Open the peanut butter. Dip the peanut butter. Uh, dip the knife in the peanut butter. Oh, you got to get the knife. Then dip yeah. the knife. And so on and so forth. Right? And then, so now, you know, what would take her about 20, 25 minutes. You know, if lunch is at 12, she's not sitting down with her peanut butter and jelly sandwich and her chips until like 1230. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, why, why, like, why is it taking so long? Um, but, you know, as a result of that, I'm like, hey, when you're over there, can't you grab the plate in route to grabbing the bread? And now you got the plate and the bread and then make that same same loop. And now, you know, it cut it down to five minutes. Point being that once you have your goal, what's it going to take to get there? I, I think that um, that and that kind of helps you set your timeline. So it's like, all right, I want to I want to buy a house. OK, what's it going to take to get there? OK, I, I know I need at least a 680. Uh, on a credit score where's my credit looking like okay i'm above a 680 all right cool boom i can check that off all right cool now i need to look at comps in the neighborhood so i don't get cheated now i need to uh find a, a good reputable realtor now i need to see what kind of schooling is in is inside of the area because all of these things play a factor normally we just look at a house and we're just like oh it's a beautiful house i want to live there but okay what about school zones what about uh yes. you know how's the crime in the neighborhood how's and all of this stuff plays a factor so once you write all that kind of stuff up then you can come up with a a realistic timeline for instance it's february now say you want to buy a house you should 
you could probably realistically buy a house and the house that you want at the price that you want by like November, early December and be moving in, you know, right after the first of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like once you have to actually look at what's going to be your head hurting, what's going to be um, things that are going to hold me back, what's going to be uh, the things that are going to prevent me from reaching it and then hold yourself accountable to it. Okay, cool. Yes. So now your smaller goals come into play. Right. So now you're like, okay, cool. My credit score is good. That's, that's one thing out. Okay. Boom. Maybe it's maybe this week I'm going to look at all of the school zones. Okay, cool. Now this week I'm going to look at all of the comps and all of the neighborhoods. Cool. Now I'm going to tell uh, set my, my price and my ranging. And now you're going, and now you're going, you know, place to place to place to place. Boom, 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 boom. In one month. Okay. You've knocked out five of your, your major wants and five of your, you know what I'm saying? Five of your major wants and needs. And now, you know, that's one month now. And now we're in March and you still got, you know, all these months to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely but right. You just want to see. All those little steps I've been, you know, taking accountability, reflecting and doing what needs to be done to meet my goals the realistic way. All right. And another part of that, too, is, is, is controlling what you can control. Right. A lot oh, of people get yes. overwhelmed over things freak. that are out of their control. Shit. <laughs> I, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard, um, but a lot. Of, you know, what I'm saying you, you, you can you can only do what you can do, and what you can't do, you can't worry about. You know, and and that's one of those areas where we get in trouble. We're just like, oh man, if this person would just hurry up and do this, okay, cool. While that person's dragging ass, or you know, not moving to the speed that you'd like them to move, what can you do right now to push along your side of the situation? Up until you come to a stopping point, but by that time, you should you should be good. I'm still learning how to work on that. I'm talking about working on things. Let's go to the main topic. Let it go. I'm trying. Heart to heart. It's time for the main topic. Let's have a heart to heart. Okay, so today is Friday the 11th. And we already know what holiday is coming. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that oh sounded so fake, right? Like, oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Do you celebrate it? Like, do you think it's just like a dumb holiday for people to spend extra unnecessary money? Talk to me. Uh, both one and two. Yes, I do celebrate it, but it's not like I could care less. But you know, I do it with my wife, right? Like. You know, every every girl is Valentine's Day, and you know, and again, social media. Before social media, it was the commercials, and before then, it was, you know, yes. uh, you know, make, he doesn't really love you. I think it's the beers is the one who started it. Uh, show your show your show your wife that you really love her. Get her a diamond from the beers. Like you know <laughs> what I'm saying? They they started it all. I think that's one of those necessary losses that that men have to take. Let me not say. Let me not generalize men, but. You know, significant others have to take that. I, I legit think that, like, I, I'm safe in saying that most men could care less. Um, but we do it because it makes our significant other feel special. But if we're doing all of the things that we're preaching about and, you know, hashtagging this energy, hashtag mooding on, on all of the social media, if we're doing that throughout the year, like you said, or like we're fronting like we're doing, then Valentine's Day is, is really just another day. That's exactly how I feel about it. I'm not one of those females, but I'm not going to sit here in line and be like, oh, I don't celebrate it. I do celebrate it, but for my children. Even when I was in a relationship, mm. Valentine's Day was for my children. Um, and if, you know, my partner wanted to do something, I would wait till that weekend. But the actual day was always for my kids. And I feel like if, you know, you're the man that does everything you have to do throughout the year, always showing me that you love me, make, love me, making me feel wanted and things like that. If on Valentine's Day you just give me a dozen of roses or just cook dinner for me, I'm more than fine with that. You don't have to go out spending extra money on this and that. It doesn't make a difference to me. Because if you only wait till Valentine's Day to show me that you love me, we right. got a problem. Right. Right. I don't think proposals should happen on Valentine's Day. I don't think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just kind of, it's kind of, um, I feel like it's a cop out for dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's almost like, hey, here's your yearly reminder to show your wife that you love her, to show your girlfriend that you love her. Here's yeah. here's your. It's like a cop out. Like oh shit that we should be doing. All, not to mention that the history of Valentine's Day is dark. 
Like, it, it is dark. What's the so, history of Valentine's Day? So, the, uh, Valentine's Day, there was a priest. Uh, he's now known as St. Valentine, but he was a priest that uh, prior to, um, prior to you know, laws and everything like that, the king would go down and he would, if he wanted to, if he liked the bride, he'd have sex with her and sometimes the groom, right? The priest mm-hmm. was like, this is against God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Father Valentine. This is all Googleable, right? And um, so the king would go down, and he he uh, before he blessed or gave consent for them to marry inside of the kingdom, he would sleep with either one or both of them if if he wanted to. And so uh, Father Valentine was marrying couples in secret. And as a he, the king found out about it, and he he raided him one day, February fourteenth, uh, you know, according to the story. And he went and he cut his heart out. And he cut his testicles off, and which is why, you know, you get heart-shaped boxes, and you get, you know, what I'm saying, chocolate balls inside of those heart-shaped boxes, and he put them. And you know, I'm, I'm so serious. This is not. <laughs> this is, this is. I mean, it sounds Yo. like disgusting and unbelievable. But like, you, you can go look at the history, of this. Oh and my so, God. um, people began. Yeah, so the people began to pay tribute to Father Valentine, who later became Saint Valentine, and you know, it shortened to Valentine's Day. Right, and they they paid tribute to him on on February fourteenth, like the day that this this happened, and um, and that these tributes were began. Hey, look, I'm going to celebrate our love um, under God. Uh, you know, what I'm saying that was sanctioned by like this father who was doing the right thing. So here, here's a here's a token. Here's my tribute to Saint Valentine, and you know, to his love to you through through God, and and that and now here we are. I always wondered why <laughs> it was um chocolates. Balls and heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It, it, is, it is, it is crazy. This is um, like this is one of those things. And then you know, throughout history, you know, people were like, "All right, well, cool." You know, there's there's no better love than that. Oh yeah, you got our diamond. She chose diamonds are the most precious gem. Get your girl this, and now diamonds became a commodity, right? Or uh, you know, flowers and roses. All right, cool. Well, give give your woman flowers while she's alive. Okay, babe, here you go. Yeah. Women like chocolate. Oh, okay, babe, here you go. And and now it's just a yearly reminder. It either reminds you that you're single and you don't have a man if you want one. It reminds you that that men ain't shit if that's your mentality. It reminds you. I'm glad uh, you brought I'm gonna be broke for up. another. Because <laughs> it leads me to my next question: What are your thoughts on the people that celebrate it as a fuck love type of day? Do you feel those people are bitter? They're hurt in the process of healing. Like, what are your thoughts on those? Because you you see a lot of people have fuck love parties. Yep. And then you have the females that I think are not bitter. They'll have the Galentine's Day where they just go chill, hang out with their girls. I've done that before, but I've never done the fuck love party. I think a fuck love party it says that you're hurt, right? Obviously, like because you know what I'm saying. Like the F word is like a is a is a harsh thing. It has emphasis mm-hmm. to, to like everything that you're doing, right? Um, I think I think that they're hurt. Like I won't I won't be the person to judge them, right? And be like, oh, you just need to be quiet. No, they're, they're hurt and they want to express and they, they're kind of saying fuck love because they feel like love is saying fuck them. So it's like, all right, cool. I'm 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 gonna be forced to deal with this. This day is coming regardless. There's gonna be commercials. There's gonna be candy. There's gonna I can't go to a store. I can't go to anywhere without seeing, seeing this. And I'm, I'm hurt by this. I'm not vibing with love right now. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing my own thing. I don't want to see it. We're going to go dress in all black. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play all of the twerking music in the we're world. We're going to go to all the stores and start knocking down all the teddy bears, throwing <laughs> all the chocolates we're on the place. We're knocking down aisle 9 through 12 yes. in Walmart, right? That's what we're doing. All right, so this episode, we're dedicating it to those people, right? I didn't want to sit here and just talk about, oh, Valentine's Day, what should you get your man, what you shouldn't get your man, what, you know, I didn't want to talk about that. Valentine's Day is a trigger for a lot of people, for mm-hmm. people who are recently single, people who have been single for quite some time, and they feel that, you know, they can't find love. It can just be a trigger. So while a whole bunch of people on social media posting, you know, their gifts that they got from their significant other, their little getaways and, you know, just there's nothing wrong with doing that. I'm not knocking anyone for doing that. If you're happy and you want to share that with the world, okay. But then you have those people that 
on Valentine's Day go on social media and they just see all of this and it makes them feel worse than they already did. So for those people, number right. one, I suggest log off on the 14th. If, you know, those things are going to trigger mm-hmm. you to feel worse than you do, get off social media. So I want to help those people celebrate Valentine's Day. Look at Valentine's Day on a brighter note. I want us to sit here and discuss certain techniques to help them celebrate the fact that they're actually working on themselves and loving themselves. So self-love on Valentine's Day. You don't have to be in a relationship to celebrate Valentine's Day. If you have children, you can do it the way I do. If you don't have children, you know, you have family, nieces, nephews, you can do it that way as well. If you don't have no one, who better than to love yourself? We're right. going to do that today, guys. Dewan and I, Dewan is going to put on his life coach hat and we're going to dig deep and give you, I'm going to give you five simple techniques. All right. So my first question for you, Dewan, is if you would describe to someone how they should love themselves, what words would you use to describe that? I think on days like this, affirmations is big. Um, kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of, of this episode, right? When we were talking about like give, giving yourself credit. Um, Valentine's Day can be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, look, look, are you asking me for the, the words that I would use to describe myself? Or are you just saying how to get If someone there? was to come to you and be like, you know, how do, you, how do I love myself? You know, they're asking you, how can I love myself? Like, how would you help me to learn how to love myself? How would you explain that to them? Okay. Well, the first thing is taking a look at where you are and how you got there, right? That, that's the that's the sucky part, right? Or it, or it could be good, right? Um, take a look at where you are uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and how you got there, and then after that, separate the pros and the cons. Okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. I would like to improve on this, 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 and this. Set the cons to the side, just just for today, just for Valentine's Day. Set the cons to the side, right? Because we're we're aware. Maybe post them, you know, somewhere where you're gonna go back and look at them later. Then you focus on this. Like, okay, I did this. I did this. I did this. And all of a sudden, as you go down, because we're way more productive than we think we are, and then we give ourselves credit for, but we get overwhelmed by whatever the scenario is. Maybe it's the breakup, and you know, you're thinking about that kind of stuff. So you'll think about. Not necessarily the memories of you and that relationship, because that's going to hurt work. But yeah, uh, how, how did you get here? Okay, you know what? I, I am a local person. I'm thoughtful. I'm considerate. Uh, people can depend on me. People like me. People, you know, just that and the third. And then start to look inward after that and be like, you know what? Here's what I like about me. And then take those pros and then make a list. 25 things that you like about yourself. And you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty dope person. And then, you know, that, that'll, that'll give you the, the lift. To go back and look at the other list but on another day at another time when you're ready that's a great idea very very great idea so people make sure you take the time out sit down jot things down and remember no one is perfect everyone has their flaws so while you're creating the list make sure to block out any negative things that might come up to your head or Block it out or like Dewan said, you can jot it down and come back to it later. But on this day, you're just yep. focusing on the positive. Yep. Okay, so the first technique that I would say um, that, you know, people can use to actually help them love themselves more is take time out for yourself. And I think that's the hardest technique there is, especially if you have children. You know, I can use myself for yep. an example. I barely have time for myself. My time for myself now that the kids are back in school is when the kids are in school. But I'm basically doing things, you know, for them. I'm cooking, cleaning their rooms. It's not something where I'm disconnecting from the world completely and just doing something to satisfy my needs. So I'm learning on how to do that. You know, I did that today, doing my nails and my toes and almost dying. But yeah. That was time for my <laughs> <laughs> those damn water bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking water bugs. No, nah, I mean, I, no. But see, that's the thing, right? And, and it doesn't have to necessarily be like, all right, I'm gonna block off two hours at a time, right? Because I, I, I can hear the parents out there right now. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. Sometimes it's ten minutes. Sometimes you know you're by yourself in your car. You spend the block like two extra times. You know what I'm saying? You sit in your car for like like ten, 
ten five ten minutes, and you're like, you know what? All right, cool. And just and just and just you, man. Turn the music off. Turn, you know what I mean? And just your your drive can be a meditation as well, like you yeah. know. And, and and it's easy where you find it. Like uh, you know, take take a bubble bath at night instead of you know, let me shower real quick. Okay, the kids are in bed. You know, I just got me some Bath and Body Works uh, bath bomb. I'm about to, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to just sit in here and, and just relax. Yeah, that's what I do. I take um, baths. I'll light up my candles. I'll put on some um, mm-hmm. classical music. I use classical music to like kind of relax myself and like detach from my freaking brain. Because my brain, sometimes when you do sit alone in silence, a whole bunch of shit can, you know, just come into your brain. So I tend to use music to block it out. And I kind of like pay attention to the melody and that's my thing. So there's taking a bath is my thing. Um, Usually when I'm walking back from dropping them off at school, I'll walk as slow as I can. And that's my time Mm -hmm. for myself as well. So long walks, long baths, like Juan said, bubble baths, anything simple. It could be the simplest thing. But just use that time for yep. you to decompress and detach from everything that's, you know, going on around you in the world. It's hard, but slowly but surely, I'm starting with little things like that. And eventually, I'm hoping to, you know, make more time for myself and not feel bad about doing it. That's another thing. I feel a lot of parents do feel that they feel bad when they do do that. Well, see, and that's, that's the thing, too. I want to remind people, and it's important that, like, you, you may feel overwhelmed with some stuff. But all of this stuff didn't all of this stuff didn't happen to you uh, all at once. It happened a little bit at a time, right? It happened where, you know, there was something that could have been prevented here, something that could have been prevented here. But in other words, now that you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed or, you know, not loved or what have you, you have to unpack it the same way that it packed up a little bit at a time. That's all you can do. Um, so when, when you're going through, you know, your, your decision, and you're you're going through how you're gonna make your way out, and you're starting to love yourself again. You have to remember that, like all of it, 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 it may have hit you all at one time, but it it didn't all happen at one time. So you have to unpack it the same way to stack itself, and that's just a little bit at a time. So you can't fix, uh, you know, five, ten, fifteen years worth of of, of pain or you know, uh, hurt, anger, in in one night or one week or one month. You have to unpack it the same way that it's stacked up, and that, that's it. And that, and like like you said, little things, long bath, long walk, driving around a block a couple extra times, um, take stealing moments for yourself. They're, they're small victories, and you enjoy it. And eventually, you'll get to a point where you can carve out the space and the time. All right, cool. If, the, if I need to be up at five a.m., make sure the kids are out of the house on time. Let me wake up at four thirty. Now I'm conscious. Mm, I try to do that, but that doesn't work for me. <laughs> We're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. It's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? But now you're consciously and you're conscious and you're awake at at the fact that, you know, I'm taking the time for myself and you're making you, you're making you important to you. And now as a result of that, you can demand that the world treats you with some importance because you do it to yourself first. Amen. Very well said. Okay. So the next thing will be um, to establish boundaries. It's another thing. You know, um, I had an episode that I made with Styles called No November, where I was teaching mm-hmm. myself how to say no. And I'm still, it's, we're in February. I still haven't mastered it because every time I, you know, an opportunity came and I had the chance to say no, I did do it, but I hesitated to do it. And I hate that I hesitate still. Because it's like, I shouldn't hesitate if I know I simply don't want to do it or if I know that doing that only serves the other person and it has nothing for me even though some things in life you know you do to help others or whatever but if it's something that I'm gonna do for you and it's taking me out of my comfort zone I should automatically say no I shouldn't hesitate right. say no yeah but you can't you can't feel bad about the hesitating right like you ultimately made the right decision but you're, you're a human with a big heart so if that's the case then you know you're, you're not a machine you're not a, a sociopath right you can't you know what I'm saying? You can't just take all the motion out of the equation. Yes, you know that your ultimate decision is going to be no, but 
Um, there's nothing wrong with, with hesitating, and the fact that you hesitated probably just made the other person feel better because they're like, oh, well, you know, she, at least she took some time and some thought. And you didn't, you didn't necessarily slam the door, even though you closed that particular one. You didn't necessarily slam it. So you got to remember, there's a human element that goes along the set of boundaries too, right? There's, there's one thing to just be like, you know what, you know, f this or f that, and that's it. And I said what I said. And, you know, there's one thing. That's that's one thing, right? And no, no disrespect to anybody that handles business like that, but. You know, I think that your approach is actually the right one where you take the time to be like, okay, I really don't want to do this. Um, but you, when you say no, you can at least offer a, I don't want to do this because, blah, 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 blah. And it's not old, mm-hmm. but for the people that have like big hearts like yourself, right? That's probably a better way. It's probably actually a better approach and it doesn't um, sour like any, you know, future, whatever. Yeah. And that's one thing that I had spoke about too, saying no. Sometimes no can be a good enough answer. I tried it. It didn't work for me. I felt like, you know, that person deserved to under to know why and understand why I couldn't do whatever the favor is. Because obviously, if someone's coming to you asking you for a favor, it's because they need it. You know, sometimes the favor can be something that you might think is stupid and you really don't have the time for it, but it might be important to them. So I, I would just feel bad just like simply saying no to someone and acting like I don't care. Acting like, you know, I didn't really care about you know, their needs. So I, I'd rather follow the note with something. But setting boundaries is completely necessary in the process of self-love. Because if you don't, people will cross, cross those boundaries and it, it's just going to set you back. You're not going to be able to move right. forward in the process of loving yourself because you're still putting them before you. And you have to learn how to put yourself first in the process Absolutely. of self-love. Well said. Well said. Yeah. That's listen. Another one of my things, but uh, <laughs> still working. I'm a work in process. Okay, the third one is listen. Oh, we all are, though. Yeah, we all are. We definitely are. No one's perfect. Keep reminding yourself that. You know, those people that you see out there that they look like they got their whole shit together. They're cha- they're battling certain challenges as well. They just know how to mask them better than others. So, you know, we live, we learn, and you just gotta take it and keep it moving. The next thing is to list. Anything that you love about yourself, which you mentioned earlier, sit down, like Dewan said, write as many positive things that you can about yourself, write them down and then read them out loud to yourself. I tend to do that. Even with my journals, I sit down and I write, 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 and then I read it out loud to myself. For some reason, that helps me a little bit more than just writing it and reading it in my head. Lately, I've been reading it out loud. Well, if you say it out loud, it makes it real, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like, a, a, it's weird how, like, the mind works when it comes to things like that, right? And I think um, I, I've spoken about this, like, several places. Like, even when someone hurts you, right? If, you, if you're not going to, if you're not going to approach that person, like, write them a letter, read it out loud, and then, you know, burn it, throw it away, whatever you're going to do. But when you say yes, it out loud, I've been burning. it's kind of like, it feels good. Yeah, it's, it's literally... And symbolically letting letting it go. Okay, look, I feel overwhelmed with emotion to the point that I had to put this out and make sure that it was clear. So when I say it, it, it it's real. I have to acknowledge it because these things are coming out of my mouth. So I have to acknowledge it. And then I, I'm moving on from it. If I love it, okay, cool. Let me let me pack it away. But if I don't love it and it was a, a, a bad emotion, not a bad emotion, but a painful or, or uh, an angry emotion, Hey, let's let's burn this. Let's get this energy out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's throw it away. Let's uh, rip it, shred it. Let's get this, let's get this energy out of here. But on the positive side, these are things that you. I mean, sometimes you have to read that stuff two, three, four times to remind yourself. You know what? I'm I'm a good person. Somebody loved me, and it's me first. And then you know what I'm saying. And yes. then the rest of the world will, will see. Yeah, because if you don't believe it, what makes you think anybody else is gonna you know believe it? So right. Love yourself first. People treat us exactly, you know, how we allow them to treat us. And if you don't love yourself, what makes you th- and if you don't love yourself, respect yourself, what makes you think anyone else is gonna actually take the time out to love you, respect you? So you gotta respect. Sit down and look at all the great things about you. No matter what anyone has to say. Cause some people be just some people just be hating and they see how amazing you are. And they hate that you're such a great person and how you carry yourself no matter what it is you're going through. 
And you have those people that will come into your life and just sit here and just talk negative into your life. That's another thing. You have to detach from those, you know. Yeah. See, look at the signs, detach from that, and don't let anyone influence how you feel about yourself. It's called self-love. It's all about you and how you perceive it. No one else. Facts. So the next thing is forgiving yourself and accepting your flaws. So, you know, after Ooh. you sit here and, you know, read to yourself all these amazing things that you are, you have to sit down and accept that you're not perfect and accept that, you know, you might have some fucked up flaws. Listen, everybody's like, oh, Barbie's so nice. Barbie's so sweet. Barbie can be the biggest bitch in the world. And, <laughs> and I take full accountability for that. Accountability is another thing that people fear to fail to fucking take. Like you have to sit down and see that certain situations you go through, you can't necessarily only blame it on the other person. You had your part in that situation, you know, take full accountability on right. why this happened. Why did you allow it? Things like that. Sit back and think about it. Do the same thing. If you have to write it down, read it out loud, release it, burn the shit, let it go. But forgive yourself. Remind yourself you're not perkin. Perkin, you hear me? Perfect. The Amaretto yeah, no. is kicking in. <laughs> Listen, we're we're far removed away from the scarlet letter, right? If you if, if you wrong somebody, you're not wearing like a badge of dishonor on your chest where everybody knows, uh, you know, and either all you, you're at a no. We're far removed from that, right? And there was a work of fiction, right? I'm sure it's based in history or what have you. And there was a time when, um, when shaming was a thing, but like we're I think we're we're past that now. Yes. Um, but pe- it, it doesn't stop people from trying. Right. And and the thing that's going to back that up and the thing that's going to allow you to, to do that is if, if you can't wear what you think that you've done so bad in public. Right. Sure. You did it. OK, cool. Now it's time to move on. That happened, you know, three weeks ago. Why are we still mad about this? Why are we still you know, upset or why are we still carrying this around and punishing ourselves when nobody else is probably even thinking about it? And the only time mm-hmm. that people think about it is when you remind them. So if that's the case, once you once you let that go, but you, but you have to honestly and truly let it go because you don't put, uh, you know, to quote the Bible, you don't put new wine in an old skin. Yeah. In, in other words, new things can't come to you if you're still carrying the, the old wine skin. And you, you have to, you have to forgive yourself. It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy because, you know, you live with you. You look at yourself every day in the mirror. But... Once, once you forgive yourself, you'll you'll start to, to feel the weight being lifted. That's, I would actually put that first. Um, you know, now now looking back at it, I would actually put that first on the list. Like, okay, look at look at what you think you're yeah, bad at or you're be. imperfect at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's that that's a strong foundation. And forgive yourself for these things before you begin to move forward. Yeah, I would actually yeah list that as a foundation. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, it's true because you know I'm in the process of you know all this whole self-healing and that's one that's the thing I'm working on right now forgiving myself and forgiving others because there's a lot of times that I I'm the type of person I hold a lot in let's say if you and I have an argument I'll deal with it like within that minute or so like within those 10-15 minutes that we're arguing I'll process the feelings right then and there and then afterwards like I burn it in the back like I just leave it alone I don't I don't process it ever again but from time to time I'll think about it and it'll bother me and then I'll get angry so in reality I didn't I never let it go I was never really over that argument so now what I'm doing is looking back at things that I've never really let go taking accountability of where I fucked up and how I made that situation happen and if I have to speak to someone you know, to whoever it is and have a deep conversation with them to have some sort of closure, then I will. I haven't done that yet. So far, I haven't needed the other person. Some people need closure from other people. I really don't. I feel that as long as I do it within myself and let it go, then I'm good. But if you're the type of person that you need to actually sit there and speak to whoever the situation was with and that gives you better closure, then do so. But yeah, I think this step should definitely be number one. 
I actually think in terms of uh, the, the other people thing, right? Like, it, it, you need to be able to operate both ways, mm-hmm. right? Because I think the closure from the other person will be nice, but it shouldn't be a necessity. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I think that it, it's cool to be able to, like, close the loop on some things. And, um, but, you know, in, in terms of it being a necessity, that has nothing to do with self-love. And if you need that and it's a necessity for you, then your, your, your happiness and your success is predicated upon you know, somebody else's feelings and mm. what they're willing to do and what they're not. Yes. So, and, and that and that right there takes away from self-love. So, yeah, be willing and, and open to have a conversation, but it, it should not be 100%. It should not be a necessity. Right? It's, a, it's a nice to have. Yes. And know that, again, some people know that some people depend on that closure and if they see that you need that closure in order to move on, if that person is petty, they're not going to give it to you on purpose just to have you there, to have some sort of hold on you. So like Dewan said, it's good to have, but don't always expect it because a lot of people will definitely not give it to you, especially when they know that you need it to move on and be a better you. Some people don't like to see other people doing better, unfortunately. The last step is consider professional help. A lot of people are against help at one point I was against it I think growing up a lot of people have been against it because you know our families kind of look at it like or you're weak if you need to see a therapist and sit down and speak to someone about your problems how are you going to sit there and talk to a stranger about your problems you have us you can talk to us about your problems there's nothing wrong with speaking to a therapist I was actually doing therapy keyword was I had to let her go she could not relate to anything that I was talking about. <laughs> and no offense, but I think you gave me this advice when we first met. You was like, you know, be sure, make sure you have like a connection with your therapist because if not, it's not going to work. And it was not sure. working at all. It was horrible. Yeah, just because the person has, you know, uh, you know, the licensed clinical helper, you know, whatever that, that those three letters are behind their name, it doesn't mean that they're the person for you. Not mean that they're not qualified to do the work, but you can't be your truest self to that person. And if you're not your truest self, then that person can't truly help you. So, yeah, a connection is absolutely necessary when it comes down to um, selecting, like, who your mental health provider is. Like, I'm, I'm an advocate for therapy. Um, I, I used to be a therapist. I graduated. Um, you know what I'm saying? Golf clap for me. But... Um, 100% I would definitely go back if, if needed right and again I, I was one of those people that was against it as well because I think in, in colored communities uh, minority communities right yes. where it's just like shut, shut up grow up grow up nobody's gonna help you nobody gets up you it's know, all in your head and you're fine it's all, yeah it's all, you don't really have a problem such and such did this uh, and they turned out just fine yes yeah. so, you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying and then you know what I mean but when you finally actually you're like yo, I cannot, I cannot take this anymore. Like I became such a better person um, as a result of it. So I, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for it. And again, I'm not against people who are against it, like at all. Like whatever works for you, whatever's gonna mm-hmm. make you happy and the best version of yourself. That's what I'm about, right? And and ultimately, we do the same thing when we go get our nails done with our girls and we get our hair cut with our boys. We're playing ball. We're talking our shit out. Mm-hmm. If that works for you, good. But there's gonna be times when. There's going to be times when, uh, you know, your boys ain't qualified to answer the question that you're asking. You know what I'm saying? And sorry, there's going to be times when when your boys aren't qualified to answer the question that you're asking them or your girls ain't qualified to answer the question. And in that case, you need to, you know, at least elevate, you know, somebody that has tools, not saying they know better than your people, but they at least have, you know, better tools and uh, a method and a process to help you kind of deal with yourself. Yeah, I was, how many months? It was like, it was over six months. And I felt the progress that I did see. It was because of me doing my research and researching different things for me to do at home. But she would just sit there, listen to my stuff. And I just felt like she was just listening and just like, oh my God, I couldn't, I had to. She wasn't doing anything for me. She wasn't helping in any way giving me any suggestions I went through some crazy stuff and it nothing it was nothing so long story short I'm looking for a new therapist I'm gonna start doing my research no, I mean, but, 
but at the same time, though, like w- with that, right, I would say that like sometimes that's all we need is somebody to like listen to us no. process our own. No, 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 not now. I'm not taking up for her. All I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not taking up for her. What I'm saying is that like, you know what I mean? Like, so when you, when you talk to your friends and you talk to your homeboys, like I know a lot of my homeboys, right? I hang around a lot of like intelligent individuals, right? And sometimes when I'm bringing problems to them, like I don't want, I don't necessarily want anything set back to me. Like sometimes I just want you like, let me talk this out, out loud. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, they always got something to say back. Right. And, but those were the problems. Like when I needed to like process it myself, those are the problems that I would take to my therapist, right? It would be like, hey, look, I just, uh, I just need to sit there, shut the f up. Let, let me, let me walk this out. And, you know, a lot of times it was, I was able to do it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like by myself, just like you, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I, I know, you know, everybody. When you're bringing people problems, a lot of the times everybody's got a problem. I mean, everybody's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you don't necessarily need those opinions. And I think that's where like the professionalism comes in, where you can. The therapist can, or, or the life coach, or the, you know, whatever coach you're going to, like, they can sit there and be like, okay, this is one of those times where I don't need to say anything. I just need to be like, all right, cool. Again, I'm not taking up for her. I'm just saying. Like, some some people use that as an approach. <laughs> nah, but every session, every session was like that. I, I need, oh, yeah, I'm the type yeah. of person, if I bring to you a problem, I'm bringing it to you because I'm looking for some sort of solution. I'm looking for some sort of feedback, especially if I'm paying you. Not paying you to just sit there and listen to me. My mother was a be- is a better therapist than she was. My mother is my go to people, and sometimes my sister she'd be like, you know, you always calling mommy with your stuff. She's older; she can't be dealing with this. And I tell my mother, mom, sorry, but I can be having a meltdown to one, and I call my mom, hearing her voice. You know how everybody says that I have that soothing voice? That's my mom for me. I call her. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And just hearing her and she, I have meltdowns every now and then. She would just be like, Barbie, calm down. Don't cry. You know, the kids, they can't see you crying. And And she can just tell me that and it makes it a whole lot better. But I'm sitting there telling her everything that's going on. And she just gives me those words. It's going to be fine. Stop crying. You can do this. And I feel a whole lot better than what I did with my dumbass therapist before so i'd rather stick Where's to my mom? Out the mom barbs man yes my mother's <laughs> amazing out to mommy barbs she is freaking amazing i love her the other know, day, shout, shout out to my mom too man <laughs> <laughs> the other day i called the house and my sister picked up and i'm crying she was like are you okay i was like no she was like what's wrong i was like i need mommy she was like all right then <laughs> gave the phone to my mother <laughs> she's like you couldn't tell me all of that i was like no you don't have the touch mommy has i love my mom mommy i love you But yeah, seeking professional help is definitely great. Just don't settle for the first therapist you get. I settled because, you know, I knew the clinic, you know, I was a fit. My job was affiliated with them. So it just it worked out for me, but it did me no good at all. And I also heard I'm not sure um, if it was you as well. I heard that having a therapist of the opposite sex is better. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah, and I, I mean, I found I found it easier. Okay. Um, like for me, because like I, you know what I mean, like I like for for like men, you know, you got we got this whole stupid ass like like macho machismo thing, like you know what I'm saying? Where, like, yeah. How's a grown man gonna talk to another grown man about his problems? What does he expect me to do about it? You know that that whole thing, right? So like, I found it easier to talk to a female therapist uh, uh, because I felt uh, I felt nurtured. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. she she had the the, the you know what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of just like, not necessarily in a mommy, like, son kind of way, but it was kind of like, she's probably going to care more than, like, this dude would. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, this dude is on me. He's got me on the clock. And she's like, well, you know, and whereas, you know, she was digging into the details. You know what I mean? And I, for me, it worked better. Um, and for a lot, a lot of people I know, they, they like to talk to the opposite sex. Hmm. I'm going to try it, but he can't be cute. <laughs> oh, so that might be better for you. No, <laughs> no. Oh, don't <laughs> knock it till you try it. I'm gonna be distracted thinking about. No, no, no I'm not gonna be. Hey man, you know, hey man, listen. There's a lot of male therapists out there with shiny, clear, melanated skin and beards. You know what I'm saying, strapping young lads. I'm not gonna you know want to cry in front of him. Why? Nah, I don't like crying in front of men. I don't like men to 
see me in my vulnerable state. That's a whole other thing I have to work Why? on. Why? And I, I don't. <laughs> hey, but we might have to do like a mini series, man, because Listen, I feel like there's so much shit to unpack here. There is so much. We're gonna come back. We're definitely gonna come back because. And I'm definitely, you know, once I'm, I don't know how long it's going to take me. That's another thing when it comes to your self-healing process. Don't rush it. Everyone is different, you know, so something that it can take you a couple of weeks to heal on. It can take someone else a couple of months. I'm not rushing the process. I'm learning to, number one, put myself first, take time for myself, not care who it bothers. Those who matter don't mind those who mind don't matter and I've just been telling myself that almost every day if you call me and I can't answer and you have a problem with it oh well too bad so sad if you need me to do something for you and I refuse to do it because I just want to stay home and sleep or you know do something else oh well too bad so sad I'm not caring about what I do when it comes to me and it affecting you fuck you it's time to love me that, that's how it's got to be. That, that's how it's got to be. And, and you know, it goes back, right? We, we all quote the Shakespeare quote, to thine own self be true, right? But, like, we, we say it, and we say it as, as kind of a joke, right? Or But we say the same things. Like, I said what I said. Uh, if you don't like it, oh, well. We say these things, right? But we, in actuality, very few of us put these mantras or these, you know, cute hashtags into practice. Yeah. But if, you, if we actually move the way that we move or say we move when we want to be cute on social media we'd all be in a lot of healthier place mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's, it's crazy it's crazy how that works yep. and you shouldn't have to sit here and explain to your friends like um you know i can't do this for you because i'm taking time out for myself and i need to do this and i need to do that you shouldn't have to explain it to them i can't do this for you today and that's that i don't owe you any explanations the only people i explain things to are my children and my mom so don't rush the process. Actually, technically, technically, you don't even you don't even owe your mom an explanation anymore. Right? Yeah, and if it doesn't have anything to do with the children, you don't owe their father an explanation. Like, you're, like really, the only people you owe an explanation to are your children. Like, yeah, here's why I'm moving the way that I'm moving, and that's it. And that because they, you know, they they rely on you for everything, so to speak. Right? Not you know literally, but you know, mm-hmm. for their safety and their well being and, and you know their comfort. Right? But. So really, it's only your kids that you owe an explanation to. Once you move out of your mom's house, your parents' house, you don't owe them an explanation about anything anymore. And you know, definitely not friends, right? You're just like, look, man, I'm I'm not doing that. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. But like, I think we tell them. Yeah, I think we tell them out of you know love, or you know, what I'm saying, just like, hey, look, I got this going on. I'm not doing that. But I don't owe you that, right? So. Yep. So if you just tell someone I can't do it, and they want to sit here and ask you why until. You finally tell them, like, they're not respecting your boundaries. And you got to check them. Right. There you go. And it, and it can be something that, hey, look, there's a boundary right here. Uh, you're not respecting it. So, you know, let's, let's, let's end this conversation for the sake of our friendship. That's another <laughs> thing that I continues. do. Whenever I see I'm speaking to someone, and it can be anybody, even my kids, and you're not understanding what I'm trying to tell you, and I see it's going to escalate to something crazy, I'll either walk away from you or hang up. Because yep. I already know myself yep. and I'm just, I'm, we're just going to leave that there. Dare to be touched. Here's the quote of the day. Okay, so to wrap up this amazing conversation, I'm going to give you guys today's quote. Today's quote is, don't forget to tell yourself positive things daily. You must love yourself internally to glow externally. Any parting words of advice for my amazing people? Oh, yeah. First off, thanks for having me um, on here. And I guess my parting parting words would be, there's going to be nobody on the face of this planet that loves you the way that you can potentially love you. Take the time for yourself. Drown out the noise get in tune with yourself and then teach the rest of the world how to love you amen so this valentine's day instead of you saying happy valentine's day to everyone else say happy valentine's day to yourself this episode is going to be titled happy valentine's day to me 
because it's all about me in order for me to love everyone else and give everyone else the best version of me I have to love myself first and heal with everything that you know we all have going on so love yourself celebrate yourself this Valentine's Day and like I said earlier fuck you it's all about me right (laughs) (laughs) so until next time guys Dewan it was great having you We've been planning this episode for months. I'm glad we finally did it. Yes, it was amazing. Can't wait to have you back. Let everyone know where they can find you at. I can come back? Of course. Yes. Um, You can find me, uh, Grown Man Logic Podcast, on all streaming platforms. We're live on Instagram every Monday and Thursday at 9 p.m. B4 Sports. Uh, podcast on all streaming platforms now on Saturdays and of course YouTube I drop the VSOP Lounge on Wednesdays and Sundays and um, you know I'm around I'm in a podcast street I'm I'm, I'm, I'm around he's in the streets alright guys you guys know where you can find me of course here let me touch your podcast all streaming platforms and you can find me each and every Friday on the NYC Home Teams Pods page live with my favorite Leo Styles from the Brunch Hour will be live tonight but by the time you hear this it's not Friday it's Saturday so make sure each and every Friday 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time catch us for some amazing drinks and conversations Friday night lives heavy on the drinks heavy on the conversations yes and the <laughs> shots so our Friday night lives is the place where podcasters go to unwind if you know a fellow podcaster that is doing an amazing job and you want us to you know give them some love and support on our live Send me that info and we'll do that. So Juan, thank you again for joining me. Everyone, thank you for the love and support. Thank you for dealing with my bullshit for being MIA for so long. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe, rate, and follow Barbie on IG. And let underscore me underscore touch underscore you. Facebook at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Twitter at Let Me Touch You 3. And on YouTube at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Want to be featured on Let's Connect? Simply call 929-359-3229 and leave Barbie a message. Your message will be on an upcoming episode. Thank you for the continued support. See you next week. Stay safe and stay blessed.